Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Tuesday. News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you in the producer chair. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. A pathetic loss for the Pittsburgh Steelers last night. And to me, that is absolute rock bottom losing to the two win Bengals with a third string quarterback at the helm that that's as bad as it gets last night and this is something that I tweeted out during the game Steelers offense they are playing with zero confidence right now and that is a major problem for this time of the year Big Ben doesn't look confident The receivers don't look confident, though Deontay Johnson had a better game last night. Everything just looks so slow. And, of course, the run game's an issue, as we talked about before. But late in the game, Benny Snell, or as the game progressed, I should say, it was more in the third quarter, when Benny Snell started to get things going when they kept running those draws out of the shotgun. And I think they might have something in Snell if you put him with somebody else, but you still got to give him the football. I mean, this is just so predictable right now that a two-win Bengal team knew it was coming at him last night with the short passes and everything. I mean, this is as bad as it gets for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, Steeler Nation, we want to hear from you today on how you feel about this team right now. 11-0 start, now the third straight loss, and now you got the Cleveland Browns breathing down your neck one game back with two to go and you got the Colts coming in next week who are a sneaky team in the AFC it would have been a good run team Steelers gave up 100 plus on the ground last night and so it will be Cleveland then in week 17 on the road not good offensively 40 yards of total offense in that first half you didn't get a first down until midway through the second quarter (laughs) I just and I really thought I thought it would be like a 27-10 game or so last night. And I thought the Steelers' offense wouldn't look perfect. But I thought they would start to get back on track a little bit against the pathetic Cincinnati team. If Cincinnati had a, had a quarterback with half a brain, that game would have been easily a three-score game going into, or a, maybe even a four- or five-score game going into halftime instead of being 17 to nothing. 
if you know if he just knew how to run up the middle instead of backing up and taking a bad sack on the on the goal line after one of three turnovers from the Steelers in the first half last night that would have been more of a disaster you're looking at 24 maybe even 30 plus nothing halftime deficit but this is also not solely on Mike Tomlin though he gets the blame to me in terms of this is team not looking like not being ready to play he certainly gets that blame but when you look on the offensive side of things this is all Big Ben man it really is he's the one making the calls with everything on that the line of scrimmage he's not making the throws he was really really I didn't know I didn't recognize who that was last night but this goes down as definitely, I think, the ugliest loss in the Mike Tomlin era. I know there's the Jacksonville game and several others that have been mentioned and thrown around. Is this loss worse than those? And I say, yeah. Because it's a two-win Cincinnati team last night. And you're looking at just where the team was at this point right now. Coming into that game last night. On the two-game losing streak after an 11-0 start. Needing the, the win to kind of keep things going. I mean... Steve, that is as bad as it gets for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hmm. I remember when I was a kid, they were 1-13. I thought that was bad. <laughs> well, yeah. But they but they drafted uh, Joe Green and then got better. That I have no... Insight at all on that. I just don't. I look at last night. Last night, and I felt like I started to see this against Washington. Um. And. I felt like Ben started aiming the ball. Now, I think the biggest part of this is the Steeler offensive line. Also, T.J. Watt disappeared last night. That's, that is finally now. I'm getting all the attention. There's no Bud Dupree on the other side. No Devin Bush. That affects your defense as well. But you should not let Cincinnati run all over you. I feel like there's no running game. Benny Snell. Look, there are certain guys that, okay, for those who watch the TV show Jag, well, there's a term Jag that's used in the NFL, and it's, quote, just another guy. That's what Jag means. And that is where you look at Benny Snell and Anthony McFarlane. When they were drafted, I said, why? And (laughs) 
and the, their offensive line is just really not playing at any kind of level. Uh, it's causing a short passing game, although I'm not sure Ben can accurately get the ball downfield any longer. You're not playing well. You don't dance on the other team's logo. Uh, in sports, under the guise of I don't know what it is, here comes the get-off-my-lawn moment by the old guy. Can't anybody just play anymore and celebrate the success of it? I'll give you an example. Now, I now the example I'm about to give ends up being with the game yet. Trey Sermon had 311 yards rushing against Northwestern. I'm watching in the first half, and he rips off a run of about, I don't know, 20, 25 yards. And immediately starts mugging for the camera of the feed me thing, which I just think is whatever. I'm like, okay, great. The very next play, he runs a simple check down, and Justin Fields checks it down. Now, he just told me, just everybody, feed me, feed me, feed me. Hit him right in the eight, fell to the ground. I'm like, yeah, well, we tried to feed you. You spilled all the food all over the floor. It just, I'm telling you, that the, the antic stuff, dancing on logos, feed me, things like that, is turning off more fans than it is turning on. That's just my opinion. For your generation, you may love it. I don't know. But my generation, I sit there and go, what are you doing? Just play. You just play. Now, I know you love it. And you go up to little Luke all the time, feed me. No? You don't do that with little Luke? Uh, no, because I think of one Zeke Elliott, and um, no, we don't go there in our house. I hate the feed me thing too. I just want to smack him every time I see it. And I got to I got to think that again this Sunday, maybe if he plays. I mean, everything is just about so much about the individual now. It's a team game. <laughs> no, you're right. It's, it's a team game, and the Steelers are the personification of yeah, it's a team game. The offensive line isn't playing well. They can't run the ball. So on games where Ben Roethlisberger isn't right, of which there have been more of those of late than not, he doesn't have an outlet to take the pressure off what he's doing or not doing. He doesn't have that outlet. And the defense finally let them down last night. Because I think I feel like in the other two games that they lost, the defense didn't let them down. It's just the feeling the offense. It's another game where the Steelers can't clear a 20. So now you're asking your defense to go out and hold somebody to 10 because this offense can't clear 20. We'll have Neil Kulong to explain this in the next half hour. Now, we're doing all the picks today, right? We are. The King will be in at 4.06 to do the bowl picks that half hour, and then we'll do our NFL picks to close the show. I would like to point out that we did ask the suit to be on this segment. 
Evidently, he's shoveling driveways. I don't quite know. I mean, it's, it's like we all have side jobs. I got it. You know. He also said because he lost last year. Quote: "The streak is over. And I'm not sure if I'm going to have time today, so we'll just we'll just call it an end." Yeah, I think I think in the end, I was I think I was the one who won last year, right? I believe I that's I won, correct. I, I think I won both last year. So maybe I should retire. <laughs> no? Not, not good? If you want to go out on top, I guess. <sighs> Let me think about that. <laughs> Let me absorb. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ooh, my goodness. Christmas Day. The wind chill's 10. What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm not going out. No way. Wind chill Saturday, 15. God, when does spring start? <laughs> At least it'd be clear enough so you can see the Jupiter Saturn thing. At least something like that. Oh well. It's been kind of a drizzly day here anyway, so. Alright. And then. Did you see the show cause that Dan Mullen got got from Florida? I did not. Okay, it's a it's a they've had level two and three recruiting violations. You know what one of his penalties is? Is that he has to have a sit down face to face with somebody in compliance about the rules. I or either compliance or the NCAA. I'm like I'm sitting there like you have to be kidding me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is the equivalent of that. That is that is the penalty that you give to the third grader. Who comes up with this stuff? Well, we just did our job. Here's one for you. You make him take the compliance test four times during the course of the year. That's his penalty. And by the way, like you find the most difficult questions possible. You make him take them four times. And he has to pass all four to keep his certification. Now that's some teeth, and don't you think it's got a little teeth to it? And he has to take the compliance test while being monitored, so he can't have somebody else take it for him. Okay, now that because when you're we're going to sit down and talk to you about the rules, you know what Dan Mullen's thinking the entire time as they're talking to him about the rules? Don't roll your eyes. Don't roll your eyes. Don't roll your eyes. Don't roll your eyes. Okay? Just sit here. Take it. Nod your head. Yeah, great. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, fine. Are we done? Who comes up with these ideas? This is a great idea. Oh, that's fabulous. That'll teach him. <laughs> Remember, this is the NCAA we're talking about here. I'm saying make him take the compliance test four times. I'm serious. Right where he's got to sit there, he's got to, and not only that, it's different all four times. We make him sit back. Well, I'm going to think he's about doing this. This is a pain in my neck. Do I have to come up with all the good ideas? Come on. <laughs> I mean, do I have to come up with all of them? Come on. <laughs> oh, well, it'll be fun to have the king on for the entire. Hour. Hour, it'll be fun. Uh, we've been, it'll been a little more. You sure the suit can't make a cameo at some point? <laughs> I asked him if he wanted to pre-submit picks, and he declined. 
He declined? Yes. He said he hasn't had time to really look at, at it all this year, so he just declined the whole thing. I said, okay. What do you think? What do you think we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you think I sat there and went, hey, let's go through this. Let's check out. I don't even know who's in half these things. When, we, when you announce, it'll be the first time I really know. Same here. <laughs> first time I, I found out both of these was uh, writing everything down and making my picks. Hold on a second here. Send message. You declined. <laughs> oh, boy. Message sent. <laughs> I think it's just more fun when he's on. And it's also a lot less talking for me. Because, I mean, when he's on the show, I mean, there was one time he was on the show, I left and got a sandwich. Came back, he was still analyzing the Gasparilla Bowl. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, Neil Kulong will attempt to answer the question of what happened last night. <laughs> I give anybody credit that comes up with something logical. Because I know I can't. And then our, our picks. I mean, I sent the suit a text. You declined? Yeah, my streak was broken last year. So I'm giving the focus to the show's talent. I said, give us a cameo. Come on, man, to quote the president-elect. It's the holidays. <laughs> no answer yet. <laughs> we'll I have find a feeling out you'll still get denied. I'm telling you right now, it's like I feel like I'm texting the Grinch. Heart needs to grow two and a half times. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Here on the Steve Jones Show, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve Jones is in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. We're searching for answers. <laughs> Listen, he just told me he's barely watched football this year other than the Steelers. And there's no Good. FCS, which is that true is- this year. That means he fits in perfectly with the rest of us in this segment. I have no idea who's playing in these darn games. That's exactly what in he fact, said. In fact, this is what we're going to do. All right? I w- let's have some real fun with this. That's why he's got to get involved. I'm back. In fact, I want pressure from the fan base to get him involved. Because, I mean, I can't even tell you. I mean, I know who's in the semifinals after that. I don't know. Uh, we're going to do it in two parts. We're going to do the matchup. We're going to then see if we're going to watch it and then predict it. 
I like it. I like it a lot. I, I thought we were going to go the, the King's Wrath that he's been doing lately, trying to catch up to us and picking them by the mascots. So I'm glad we're not doing that. I like that. Right. No, in other words, okay, whatever whatever the, the matchup is, we say, here's the matchup in the game. And we say, like, for example, I'll give you an example. Tonight, UCF's playing BYU. Now, that I do know because I've got the schedule in front of me. Yes, and that'll be the first <laughs> I mean, game we'll pick. Yeah, because Tulane's playing Nevada right now. Right. Right? So we're not going to pick that game. So the, what, what's it called here? The RealClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Yes. Or roof, roof Claim. Yeah. Can we get them as a sponsor for Wednesday? It's called, uh, the, all right, so, it's called the insert sponsor here.com bowl. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. See, he found a few minutes to, to stop by. He's going to come by the whole hour, I'm telling you. Oh, no, yes. no, nobody wants that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I've asked you to. Just come on. I, I, I'm. I, I will. I will. I will participate. I'll be honest yeah. with you. Though this is the one year because but this of... is fine. This is fine. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. Very now, for example, like this one, UCF's going to play BYU. So the first question is, will you watch it? Now I will watch it because I think that's a rather intriguing matchup, especially the quarterbacks. Right. No, Tulane's playing Nevada. Would you watch it? No. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. No. No. Well, we'll make the pick. We'll make the pick anyway. Okay, I'm going to pick Nevada. But right. but there. Okay. But I'm just saying that we'll do that way. We'll have some fun with it. We'll have double fun. Will, will you watch it? No. Who do you pick? I like BYU. Listen, you know, there's something like that. There's one game that I'm looking forward to, and it has nothing to do with the New Year's Day four, and that's East Carolina. Or, uh, I'm sorry, Coastal Carolina and Liberty. Yeah. That's a game that I'll watch. They were supposed to play when Liberty had to back out and BYU stepped in. Well, and I also think at one point in FCS, they were in the same league together. Yeah. So I mean, but people might watch that for that particular reason. Now they're not going to be on. Not, the, they're not going to be on the yeah. turquoise turf. But okay, you know. now, okay. Well, that that game was yesterday. Um, but still, well, I mean, <laughs> see what I mean? I didn't even know it was yesterday. And I missed it. No, no, the game wasn't yesterday. The game oh. on the teal field was yesterday. Oh, the Myrtle oh, Beach Bowl. Oh, the Myrtle Beach Appala- Bowl. You're talking. A- about. Yeah, Appalachian State won the game, which that was not unexpected. And I mean, North Texas couldn't stop the Little Sisters of the Poor. All right, so. <laughs> Uh, I love the teal turf. I love yeah, Conway. Very, yeah. I love Conway. So we're going to do that at 406. Now, before we get to that, ladies and gentlemen, the man with all the Steeler answers as to why it's happening and not happening is Neil Kulong. Neil, welcome. Great to be here as always. I, I wish I had even one answer. Um, but the good news is I don't think the Steelers do either. So the hope is the Colts don't have any. And they can just win the division and, and probably uh, kind of coast into the sunset on that because I'm not sure what else they're going to be able to do at this point. How, uh, I know the pattern we've seen the last three weeks. So when you group it with the pattern, last night fit the pattern. Okay. Still, though, how jarring was that first half to watch because there was an expectation that this was the get-well game? It was it was shocking. I mean, I don't know if I've seen a worse half of football from them, and they've played some pretty bad halves the last couple of weeks. 
uh, it, it was it was miserable. I mean, it, you, you can't really define it any better. Um, and the worst part of it was is the receivers were actually catching the ball. <laughs> now yes. you have a quarterback right. who can't throw it. Um, right. I, I'm not sure what exactly happened um, this week in practice. You, you did expect exactly that. You expected to get that game. That's a, a Mike Tomlin staple. Um, yeah. Cincinnati has served as the, the target for a get-back game for years in that division. They, they had a prime opportunity to do that. Um, you, you can't even really factor in a, a crowd. There's not much of a travel distance to right. Cincinnati. There's really no reason why the Steelers did not uh, it look sharper, to put it mildly, uh, early on in that game. There, there's no reason that they could not have done that. And it, not only did they fail to do that, but they played worse than one of the worst teams in football by a, a considerable margin. I would say that that half of football was the worst half that was played of any team that played last week. And this was a team that was undefeated a couple weeks ago. Um, it, it's a complete 180 in, in terms of where they are now and where they're going. And they've earned every every bit of that. They've earned every bit of criticism that they have um, that, that, that they're receiving now. And most of it is simply because you're looking at a, a, you know probably the way that we're seeing it now an 11 and five team that may or may not be a, a division champion that's going to go into the playoffs as the weakest team in the entire field. Yeah. And it, it's just shocking to consider that, but it, it's the absolute truth. And I'm not really sure what they're going to be able to do to change any of that. It, it was that bad. I mean, people were talking about it that I saw anyway. People are talking about it as one of the worst games they've seen in the last decade. I don't think that's hyperbole. I really think that that's a legitimate statement. Um, I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked, and I, I went into it, um, it not really sure what to expect. I mean, I, I went into the game thinking that they're probably going to win, um, so much so I, I didn't even really think about it a whole lot leading up to the game. Just a couple minutes before the game, I was like, oh, my, there's a game on. I need to go watch it. Um, right away from the beginning, it set the tone as, as kind of like, this is going to be bad, isn't it? And then by halftime, I was like, they lost. I mean, they're they're not going to win this. They they you know kind of put on a little bit of a show uh, to to start the second half, but couldn't hold it up. Um, defense started to fall apart at that point, uh, and somehow or other, you just lost a game to a two win football team in late December uh, with that started Ryan Finley under center, the same guy that on this segment last year you and I laughed about. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now somehow or other, what what we totally expected to happen was Ryan Finley was going to beat the Steelers in their second meeting last year, or second meeting this year uh, at Paul Brown Stadium. I mean, it's just it, to say that is just weirding me out. Well, I mean, as I, I had said earlier in the show, if this had been Joe Burrow at quarterback, and, you know, the natural progression you're expecting from obviously a very talented player that I think gives the Bengals at least a fighting chance at every game they play, all right, I could buy it. With all due respect to Ryan Finley, I know he's a, he's a pro quarterback, he gets paid and so forth, but you and I both know that, I mean, there's a reason he's the backup quarterback. I mean, he's the reason they played him last year so they could get the first overall pick. I think that's a fair statement. I, I was saying this to somebody before the call, too. Um, in my opinion, the only real difference between Ryan Finley getting drafted and Devlin Hodges not being drafted is the fact that Finley's six four. Yeah, uh, he can't throw the ball. He doesn't see the field. Uh, the Steelers' offense is pretty limited due to the, the constraints that they now have with their quarterback. The Bengals were doing nothing. I mean, that was pure peanut butter and jelly. I mean, it, it was a simple offense. 
and they were able to exploit a, a few of the uh, 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 extreme backups on the Steelers' defense. I mean, I don't think you're going to see uh, Allen playing linebacker all that often in a, a successful role, but the fact that he was forced in there as often as he was because the third stringer went down, Ulysses Gilbert was, was out quickly into that game. Uh, the amount of snaps that he had to play – things like that are going to happen. You know, you kind of see it. But at the same time, they got 17 points off of three bad and deep turnovers inside the Steelers' own territory. Um, it, it was – Finley had to win that game. I mean, I don't know if, if a quarterback has been more teed up for a victory uh, this season than he was. And, mm-hmm. and to his credit, he made a, a nice mm-hmm. throw or two, a lot of bad ones. Yeah. Um, he made some nice plays with his legs. You know, it, it, I, I think he's confident for what they're asking to do, but you're exactly right. And, and you and I talked about this. Burrow's on that team largely because of how bad Ryan Finley is. That was the best value that he gave to them last year. He right. lost enough games mm-hmm. uh, and, and was able to fall just short. No, they, sorry, they put Dalton in that game against Miami toward the end of the season. But right. he, he was bad enough to lose because they wanted they, they wanted take... they wanted to get one win. That's why exactly. Dalton played that if, game. If you can get the one, then you're fine. Finley, you, you served your role. Now, now go away. Uh, whether they're doing the same thing now this year or not, I don't know. But what I know is if Joe Burrow played in that game last night, they would have scored 40. I mean, yes. it was it was that one-sided. And Finley was that bad uh, in the aggregate. You, you put everything together. He played only slightly better than Ben Roethlisberger did, which is the weirdest statement I think that I've said today. Um, it, 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 it will continue like this, but against much better opponents for the Steelers too. So uh, they, they missed they missed their gimme. Um, <laughs> they're, they're in trouble now. I'm not sure what to do, but they're not going to see Ryan Finley again. Right. I understand that. Uh, the offensive line, I think, Neil, plays a major role in this because, I, look, I realize that Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland are under the category of, quote, just another guy. And I'm talking about in NFL terms. McFarland and Snell, are, uh, in NFL terms, are just other guys. Right? That, that's all they are. Uh, Steeler fans may not like to hear that, but like, there's a reality sometimes. But to me, it's the offensive line. They can't generate anything to take anything when Ben's having a bad game to take it off his shoulders because the offensive line has been good enough. The offensive line has been miserable, and we saw it again on, on short yardage plays. Um, I'm not used to going on the radio and discussing the same issue week in and week out. I've, I've been fortunate enough to cover a team that, that's been well-coached enough uh, for long enough that they – are able to identify the issues that they have, and for the most part, they correct them. I mean, it might be you know that they just have too many issues, and that happens to a lot of teams year in and year out. But for as long as this problem has existed, it, it really is remarkable to me to, to have to mention it each and every single week. But they can't win short downs. And it, it's no. not for a lack of creativity, as, as people want to talk about all the time. You come up with a concept exception of the quarterback sneak, which if you look at the health of your quarterback, I'm not really sure why you think that's an option. But outside of that play, they have to run anything you can think of in that that down and distance. And it's all failed. I mean, like law of averages, you think they would have screwed up and and made a play over the last seven, eight weeks, but they haven't. And it it showed again last night. Um, You're right. In in the business here, we we call him Jags, just another guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Benny Snell is a Jag to everybody except for Mike Tomlin, who seems to think that he's the next coming of of Emmett Smith. I'm not sure why he thinks that. Snell was okay for the most part, but he got 
I think like 70% of his yards on two carries. Uh, he didn't impress me any more than he's impressed me any other game this season. Um, if McFarland doesn't get on the field at all, I wouldn't notice. I, I, you know, he's, he's a rookie Jag. <laughs> he's still got to climb up to, to regular Jag status. They don't have difference makers there except for James Conner, who they can't ever get on the field. So, and, and James Conner is, is an average back. Um, they're they're low in that that area. But to your point, uh, JC Asenauer has to play another snap. They're in trouble. It, yeah. It's gotten to the point now where they are rotating guards between practice squad players. That's where they are at that position right now. They needed a, a fourth round rookie to play so badly last night. When he didn't, they had two guys who shouldn't be dressed for the game. Uh, switching snaps based on the situation, you're you're telling the defense what you're doing. That that's how little they respected Cincinnati's defense, and that's how little uh, effect either player caused because they didn't move the ball anywhere in the first half. Um, they they have massive problems along their offense, and I, I think everybody can see that. But it, it's not any one thing, but it is the presence of everything. They're they're, they're failing from the top down. It's not. Randy Sickner, although I'm not nominating Randy Sickner for coordinator of the year. It's not Ben Roethlisberger, although I'm glad we're not talking about him being an MVP anymore. Uh, their offensive line is bad. That's not yeah. the only problem that they have. Uh, up and down, there are problems everywhere. And my opinion called me pessimistic. But I really don't think they're going to be able to get past any of those. Um, it, they have two games left. Um, one of them is winnable. <laughs> you, know, you have to think that at least. They have to win one of these games. Uh, and then they're going to play a really good team in the playoffs because the AFC is stacked. Uh, they could very well go 0-6 uh, to, to end their season after going 11-0. I, I think that's a, a full possibility for them. Um, if, if I was able to make that bet, I might even do it just because I, I don't see how they fix any of these issues. Uh, that are all coming together in, in the worst possible way. And on top of that, how many how many defensive players went down? Yeah. They, they, they lost three or four in the middle of the game again. Yeah. Um, they're out Ebron, which is you know two catches and three drops a game. Those are important stats for this offense. All of these things are coming together at the worst possible time, and I don't I don't know how they bail enough water out to be able to to put something uh, together to keep them afloat. Ben did something last night. And I've seen it a little bit of late. Neil, it looks to me like there are times now where he's trying to aim the ball. That's not him. It's not, and it. it, it Am I wrong about that? Look to me like there no, are times I, I where I are. think he's what, aiming the ball. What I'm kind of going to is I'm, I'm trying not to be overly technical with it, but when you throw a football, you throw with your whole body. You have to be able to step into it. You have mm-hmm. to get some distance between one foot to the other. You have to be able to transfer your weight from back leg to front leg, and you need to be able to drive uh, your hips and your shoulders into the ball. Ben is not doing any of those things. Ben is throwing from his wrist, and oddly enough, it's the sounds from his elbow. Um, I'm not sure the elbow is necessarily the problem. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear – at some point this offseason, even though Ben says he's fine up and down like he always does, and then come March, sometime around his birthday, we're going to hear that he's in the best shape of his career, and he had like nine surgeries in the offseason. I wouldn't be surprised if we hear something like that. He has issues with at yeah. least one knee. And keep in mind, they, they announced he, had, he hurt both of his knees against Dallas. Um, that was a while ago, and he hasn't quite been the same since then. He can't drive. 
And with that, without his legs, it, the ball is floating on him. He's putting it in, in a variety of different places. Uh, while the receivers dropped a bunch for him over the, the first two games of the three-game losing streak, he was flat-out awful last night. I mean, he had no idea where the ball was going from the first throw of the game, which was horrible. Um, he, he just he doesn't seem to have a full body control over where he's throwing the ball. And with that, yeah, I think he doesn't have anything left. He has to aim it. You know, he doesn't know where it's going to go. He doesn't trust his arm. He doesn't trust his body. And while the, the throw to Deontay Johnson in the end zone was nice, that was a good ball, um, I, I, I could think of six or seven off the top of my head that were horrible, that he absolutely should have been able to hit. Um, and, and he failed to do it. it. It led to turnovers. It led to punts. Uh, they're, they're, you know, it, if anything, this just feels so much like last December. I can't get over the, the irony of it. Um, Roethlisberger came back. It was good enough for a, a three-win improvement and another December collapse because they don't have a quarterback they can throw. That That's really the situation that they're in. And, and to me, much of it is physical and starting to hit home to him mentally because the, the frustration is apparent. You saw him a couple times. He looked like even more angry and upset than he usually is. He's not a guy that has a lot of negative emotion when he's on the field. He's usually he tries to keep himself pretty contained. Right. Uh, he was really upset with himself, in my opinion, on, on a couple of the plays that he made. I just don't think he trusts his body anymore because I, I don't think it's there. I don't think he's capable of doing it uh, to the level that he would want and to the level that a successful NFL team would need. Well, I think this sums it up. Neil, to you and yours, a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holiday, to say that uh, we are grateful for your weekly contributions would be an understatement. You know how much I really enjoy having you on the show and your insight. Well, the, the pleasure is all mine on that end. I absolutely love doing it. I'd love to be back, and uh, Happy Holidays to you guys as well. I hope you all stay safe. Yep, look forward to talking to you next week, as a matter of fact, after and see if we can come up with different analysis. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. It makes it, uh, makes it a bit more fun. But either way, again, happy holidays to you guys. Thanks for having me. Neil Kulong joining us. We were able to guilt the suit into the pick'em segment. See, Matt, I can guilt him into things. You did a pretty good job with that. Although the studio lights are dark again, so I don't know what's going on. But I think he's coming back, but I don't know. Okay, that's just symbolic. <laughs> we'll come back with more in a moment. On News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. The picks, it's a tradition unlike any other. In a lot of ways, 
Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Cambridge, 11 and 15 in Hummelsworth and online at sunburymotors.com on News Radio 1070 WKOK.